0: We're going to have a conversation here about um, something that is pretty interesting, and it's a pretty major breakthrough that's happening right here in Alberta. You remember those stories about Ted Williams? Remember he, uh, the Boston Red Sox great? After his death, it was revealed that he'd had his head frozen so that he could be brought back to life in the future. And that, that's what I think of when I hear the term cryopreservation because I'm dopey. It's not that. There's a lot more that goes into it. Uh, In fact, it's a key process in any number of medical treatments. And one of the major hurdles in its use has just been tackled by a group of researchers right here in Alberta that, I mean, the headline is could ultimately save millions of lives, millions of lives. So uh, it's pretty exciting research and... um, let's get our thinking caps on and get ready to learn a little bit here we're going to speak with Jason Acker. Uh, Jason is a professor in the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at the University of Alberta. Professor thank you for joining us appreciate your time.
1: Thank you Shay, for the invitation.
0: So cryopreservation it, it, it's not about frozen people waiting to be reanimated someday right there are many many practical uses what how do you define cryopreservation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, while well, you know, uh, there is that belief that you know, cryopreservation would be applied to humans, yeah. really, from a clinical medicine's perspective, we regularly cryopreserve uh, cells and tissues that are generously donated uh, in order to help treat other patients. And cryopreservation is really the only way that we can separate those patients, those donors, uh, in time, space, so that we can make sure that those uh, therapies are available. And as we start to move from uh, pharmaceutical drug-based therapies to now cell-based therapies. Being able to store those for an extended period of time really is critical to to making those therapies available.
0: In what ways? I mean, are we talking primarily organ donations? I mean, what kind of applications are there?
1: Well, you know, even before uh, we, we talk about organs, you know, right now uh, for for many years now, we've been cryopreserving stem cells. We've been cryopreserving eyelets uh, that are used to treat diabetic patients. Uh, we've been cry-preserving reproductive cells to help help women with their reproductive health, so a lot of um, applications in medicine right now involve and and, and uh, rely on the ability to store these in a frozen state.
0: Gotcha. Okay, and there's always been an issue, right? Ice buildup. Is it is it, is it, is it that simple? That's the best way to describe it, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, it, the ice is really the the bane of, of what been, what has been really uh, over a hundred years of research to try to overcome. Our team at the University of Alberta, which is really one of the leading research groups in the area of cryobiology, has been focusing on studying natural systems. We're very familiar here in Alberta when it gets cold. You now, how do those trees, how do those organisms survive winter? Uh, we've been studying that and in, in collaboration with uh, uh, researchers at the University of Ottawa, uh, Dr. Rob Ben. Uh, we've been able to develop synthetic um, compounds that can control the ice keep the ice crystals small so that it no longer damages those cells, tissues or organs
0: when we talk about what the ice does how does it get in the way what, what what's the problem what does it do
1: well, the easiest analogy is just ice cream. You no, know, uh, okay. Many of us will remember when you go to the freezer and you pull out ice cream that's been sitting at the bottom for too long and you dig into it and it's pretty crunchy and yeah. doesn't taste very good. Those large ice crystals destroy the texture, they destroy the, the taste of that ice cream, uh, that freezer burn. Uh, the same thing happens with cells, tissues and organs. Those small ice crystals that are, original, are initially there when we freeze the the cells will over time grow into large ice crystals uh, during either storage or will grow into ice. the large ice crystals when we try to thaw those and and transplant them. So our team has been really focusing on how to keep those ice crystals small so that we can maintain uh, the overall structure and function of those cells and and tissues and organs.
0: And like you say, you you got your inspiration from nature, but that was just the start. Like
1: You tested thousands of different molecules, right? Yeah, this has really been a 10 year research uh, effort that's been funded uh, extensively by our our provincial and federal uh, granting agencies to allow us to really get to where we are right now, where we have very effective uh, synthetic compounds uh, that can be uh, used to cryopreserve cells and tissues. And we're now moving it out of the research lab and into the clinical lab and and into uh, commercialization.
0: Amazing. So, how big of a game changer is it, Professor? Like, what, I mean, how much of a difference is this going to make in the area of cryopreservation?
1: Well, the immediate application is in, in cells and tissues where we currently are cryopreserving them. And being able to uh, minimize damage from ice allows those products to be healthier, to be better when we thaw them. So patients who are currently receiving those therapies, whether it's a red blood cell transplant or a stem cell transplant or any of the new um, uh, immune therapies right now to treat cancer, they're going to get a better uh, effect, a better boost from uh, those cells coming out of the, cry- the current cryopreservation processes. But looking forward really to really the where we are now is what's at organ preservation and we have not been able to crack that nut that scientifically um, since we first transplanted the first human heart. Um, so being able to store those organs now potentially for days versus hours or weeks or even longer really will dramatically revolutionize uh, organ um, uh, transplants and organ uh, reconstruction.
0: Wow so that that headline of, of saving lives that that's not an overstatement it will do that. No.
1: No, absolutely. You know, the, the supply constraints right now with the shortage of organs that are available for yeah, transplant yeah. recipients is enormous. So in the United States alone, the transplant lists roughly 50,000 patients who are waiting uh, for an organ. That significantly dwarfs the more than 750,000 patients who annually die because of end-stage organ disease because, again, they aren't eligible for an organ and then there isn't organs available. If we can solve those con- uh, supply constraints by being able to cryopreserve uh, to preserve them, Organ organ replacement could theoretically prevent uh, greater than 30% of all deaths in the United States and and double the average person's likelihood of living uh, to 80 years of age. So it's, you know, really we are uh, talking about a medical breakthrough that really would have a huge impact on our health.
0: This whole field, this cryobiology, it's really having a moment, right, like it's, it's emerging as one of the dominant fields here, lots happening in that area.
1: Yeah, no, and I think it's, again, because uh, many of our, our uh, end users who have seen the need to be able to cryo-preserve and extend storage have been advocating on behalf of the science so that we can get the funding we need in order to to make these breakthroughs and bring this technology through you know, the years it takes to, to overcome some of these challenges. And everything is now starting to come together, and not just the work that's being done here in Alberta, but work that's being done uh, in partnership uh, with uh, folks in the United States that we work with very closely. Uh, we're, we're tackling this issue of, of organ cryopreservation from a variety of angles. And and, uh, really, really, the breakthroughs are are happening almost daily, weekly now, uh, to the point where I am very optimistic that in the next uh, 12 to 18 months that one of our teams uh, uh, around the world are going to crack uh, this first organ uh, that's going to be cryopreserved. In fact, we're already made part of the breakthrough with the animal uh, models that we work with.
0: Amazing. Absolutely amazing work. Professor, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. My, my my thank you Shay for the invitation